0: This is Sean from Search for Meaning Oxford. We hold weekly conversations for people searching for answers to some of life's most important questions through reflections on the sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith. Our events are free and open to everyone. Each week, we do a short roundup of the conversation we just had in this short podcast. This week, the subject was Do I make a difference? we talked about whether and how what we do as individuals shapes and changes the world. After reading the quotations together on the Zoom call, we went into breakout groups to have a more intimate discussion. Vafa, Shabnam and I will share a few of the quotes and some of the reflections people had on them. It is through your deeds that you can distinguish yourselves from others. Through them... The brightness of your light can be shed upon the whole earth. And in another passage, let deeds, not words, be your adorning. So Shabnam, tell us about those first two quotes and what people made of them. This idea that we are most impactful on the world through not what we say, not anything, but really what we what we do. Um, and that we can be impactful, that what we do does, in fact, change the world. It does, in fact, make a difference. How did did your conversation go?
1: So very early on in our conversation, actually, we did speak about this idea that everyone in their individual lives, and and even on a daily basis, has the ability to be able to impact others in a positive way. And that even if we think about the sum of the people we come into contact with, Throughout our lives, um, we do have the power to make to make a difference. And even if that seems small at the time, that doesn't mean it's not important. And then kind of going on from that, we also spoke that it's not just about the action, but that the intention of our action is very important. And that is that kind of constitutes part of the action itself. So doing good deeds for recognition. And to boost one's ego, is quite different to um, doing something because we we want to do the right thing and we have the interest of the other person at heart.
0: So Vafa, that idea about intention and not so much even what we do, but the reason, the way, the the the, the motive behind that act, did that come up in your conversation?
2: It did. Um, There was a very interesting uh, line of thinking that came up in um, the conversation in our group. And that was around this idea of having to recast uh, the sort of definition or meaning of success that is widely um, internalized and accepted. And the idea in the group was something like, that often we think of success in terms of material gain or um, boosting of one's status, when in fact there is the possibility of um, re-thinking this idea in terms of our coherence with uh, our moral ideals and thinking about it in terms of our consciousness of the needs of the world and aligning our, our, um, our action better with meeting the challenges of the world in which we live.
0: So I, I've, I know when we spoke about this, this idea that you're talking about sort of redefining success came up and it centered very much on seeing oneself as a part of a whole as as a uh, as a part of an organic whole. and for the for the finger to claim success because the finger was healthy and the rest of the body diseased or vice versa, would make no sense to us. And so therefore it was the small part that each each part of the whole can play, and it was could only be defined by the collective well-being of the entire. Sort of organism and then seeing humanity as that organism and and the collective health of the planet and the collective health of all of humanity and uh, and indeed nature as the me- measure of success and that i like that idea of sort of redefining therefore the uh the measure of success not only rethinking how we and what we do what about this sense that people have because i know this has come up in many conversations that can we really, you know, we're we're faced with these forces that seem overwhelming, with these institutions that seem, you know, unchangeable and and monolithic. And it can be very easy to feel that, in fact, you can't really make much of a difference as an individual. And, in fact, that's why people, you know, join parties or join groups is because they, they sort of feel that on their own that they really don't have much that they can contribute but I know a number of the conversations seem to sort of say something else. What, what, what did you make of that, Shev? Did that come up?
1: So this definitely came up in our conversation. And after having spoken about the kind of impact that we can have just on the lives of our friends and those around us, one participant did mention that you know, in face of kind of these insurmountable problems that we are currently facing in today's world, often we feel like we want to go beyond these small uh, daily actions that we want to do more and that's really where the challenge begins and so another participant mentioned that maybe one thing that we can do as you said is join um, a movement or different organizations and she also said that we're almost there's so much choices to which movements to join and how, how do you choose what to do so there's this this idea did come up that actually, as individuals, we can contribute to collective solutions. So if individuals join together, then there's this synergy and uh, the power increases. But there's still this dilemma or this challenge as to, you know, which movement to align yourself with. Or, yeah, something like that.
0: That, I think, can be a very difficult challenge for people. Vafa, I know in your conversation that you, you've you talked um, about how each, that people can find different ways of, of having impact, and indeed maybe that that is a clue as to where people can, how people can contribute.
2: Yes, there was a point made in our group around the importance of recognizing two types of diversity. Um, when it comes to to individual action. One is the idea that people have different circumstances. So for example, they might have different um, work settings, they might have different dynamics in their local community or in their city, they might be connected to uh, institutions in different ways. And the other type of diversity is around capacity. So people have different skills, different talents, different um, passions. And the idea that came through in our group and in the discussion was that these two types of diversity really should be empowering um, for this idea that individuals can take meaningful action because it means that there's openings, there's, there's more opportunities for people to contribute And to connect that back to the earlier point around um, the sort of ripple effects that individual action can have, if we think that there's these diversity of of ways that people can contribute and we combine that with the idea that there are these extended um, ripple effects, then uh, really the prospect of of larger social transformation um, starts feeling a lot more uh, proximate.
0: I want to get on to this subject of how we bring how we make choices about what we do and how we bring all these different aspects of our life together uh, in what we do. Maybe Shabnam, you could read the next quote.
1: Every choice a Baha'i makes as employee or employer, producer or consumer, borrower or lender, benefactor or beneficiary leaves a trace And the moral duty to lead a coherent life demands that one's economic decisions be in accordance with lofty ideals, that the purity of one's aims be matched by the purity of one's actions to fulfil those aims.
0: So that very clearly lays out the moral dimension here of all the little choices that we make. I love this, you know, as an employee or an employer, as a producer or a consumer, as a borrower or a lender, as a benefactor or a benefit, you know, each of those it sort of, it doesn't leave anyone out. That seems to be sort of like wherever you are in society, whatever role you play, you have a choice. In fact, not just a choice, but you have a duty um, to, to act in accordance with those ideals that you might have. So how did that sort of, how do people react to and what what do people say about that, fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you've um, summarized uh, our discussion very well. Um, and this reinforced that idea that the opportunity to make a difference is not limited in often the ways we imagine. And... Often we we impose limitations on who we think can make a difference, but here really it's opening opening up even that dimension of life, economic life, that we often think is um, you know is really limited in in who can make a difference, and here it's opening it up so that uh, showing that we can all um, play a part in. In sort of shifting things to to make them more aligned with our um, best uh, moral ideals. Um...
1: Linked to that, we also spoke about yeah, we spoke about something similar, and the part that of this quote which talks about leaving a trace is also something that stuck out to us because sometimes we may do, or we may try to do something good for others and then we don't really see the, we don't feel as if we see the impact of our actions. But something like the purchases we make leaves a very, is a very concrete action and does leave a trace. So yeah, as Bafa said, that kind of opens up the amount of difference that we can make to our lives and to the lives of others
0: what do what do people feel though about how those translate how does it go from you know i don't want to make too much of that of the particular idea of purchasing although that's one of the examples but but how how do you draw the connection from those small actions to to those large you know there's that idea of the butterfly wing that the m- movement of a tiny action can result in sort of chain, series of chain reactions that ultimately results in, you know, sort of huge weather events or, is that, is that how this seems to happen? Was that what people were describing, Balfour? I think
2: in, at least in our conversation, there was, uh, people were describing like different, different channels in which that sort of link can be made. So just to give one example, uh, this is the idea of of moral example. So if if one person takes a step um, to, for example, change how they are as an employer or the way they purchase, then it creates a model that other people can build on. It opens the imagination to help us realize that there are other ways that we can um, do things. And I think that example, that, that point about moral example, is a very concrete one that shows how these traces um, can build on each other. And once we recognise the way they can build on each other, then it's not, then it's possible to, to see how it relates to larger
0: social and structural change. One of the things I think is important about that is that the way you've described that, it doesn't mean that it that change happens only through small actions. It doesn't deny the importance of institutional change. It doesn't seem to suggest that we don't also need and and that great change doesn't happen in the world at different levels of society, in individuals, in communities, in institutions. But it says that there is a, a crucial role for individuals to play in that. Because I think often a sort of, analysis of traditional forms of power leads people to the conclusion that only highly disruptive uh, interventions from those who have amassed conventional forms of power is what really results in change. And yet what I hear you saying, and perhaps this quote suggesting, and maybe I'm going too far, is that while those things may play their part, none of that is possible unless individuals participate and unless individuals um you know play their part
2: can i make a meta point here where if you think about just our group you know our meaningful conversations project in a way it's a good example because one of the things we're doing is having conversations uh just we're just a bunch of individuals who've come together and we're having very small-scale, um, bottom-up conversations among citizens. But one of the dimensions of what we talk about are these big social, structural, institutional issues. And so, in a way, it's a good example of where um, individual efforts uh, will uh, are ultimately um, linking up to to bigger forms of change. And those conversations themselves are an incredibly important part of how um, larger change can happen. Uh, it, it it both sheds light on the problem. It allows people to spread um, ideas and inspiration about the solutions. And it builds a kind of... Um, commitment around uh, around those working together to try and try and improve our society whether it's around ideals of equality or justice or social cohesion um, and 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 other forms of progress
0: that's wonderful thank you vafa and that brings it back to these conversations that uh, that we've been happening I think one of the things I've observed in recent weeks is that Not only are we having conversations that are exchanges of ideas, but we're also connecting at a more fundamental level as people share their own experiences, they share their own sort of spiritual journeys. And so that human connection, um, person to person, seems like a really important part of building change in the world. Um, And that's maybe why we call these conversations meaningful um, instead of just... Uh, sort of intellectual or or sort of cerebral. But anyway, that's a a lovely point to close. Thank you, Rafa. Thank you, Shabnam. Thank you. Thank you. Do join us next Tuesday at our new time of 8pm for a conversation called Collective Justice. Are we in this together? Also, please visit our Facebook page, Search for Meaning Oxford.